Fitness Pro Mentor community. Welcome to another episode. I'm really excited because honestly, I love people who are helping make it rain. And here, I'm here with Mr. Jay Braun, who is a mentor like no other, who is an inventor, a mentor, an exercise educator, a gym owner. I don't even know how he does it all, but Jay Braun, round two, Pure Torque, Elite, sorry, Title Elite Performance Center. What's up, man? How are you doing today? Yeah. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. We'll, we'll we'll caveat that you left out father of two. Hey, That's I can relate to that. Most important, yeah. We have to we have to prompt that. The most important thing <laughs> I am is a father of two. Father <laughs> of two, all entrepreneur with two businesses. You're an educator. I, I and you got a sick fish tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. The fish tank's actually been here long as long as everything else in this gym. There's the the big fish in there. There's a big catfish in there that's 18 years old. What? Yeah, 18 years old. It won't die. And there's been some mass, there was some mass fish, fish, pesticide going on. <laughs> They're African cichlids. So, I mean, it is like, it gets into battle dome every once in a while. Do you buy competitive but fish yeah. just to have like, have the competitive environment in there? Cause I think it would be absolutely awesome. I, no, I just, I wanted to get a fish tank um, playing off the whole title theme, but not, <laughs> but not do like, cause you, if you get the saltwater tanks, like saltwater tanks are, it's eight grand. Each fish is at $500. If the temperature goes up a degree, they all die. If it goes down a degree, they all die. They're beautiful, but I mean, it's too fragile. It's not these worth the African risk. African cichlids, I mean, these fish, they will they can live in toilet water for, for two days and you'll be good to go. So yeah. let's, but they're feisty. I definitely fed pop rockets to my grade seven French teacher's fish tank. And yeah, that guy, it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. Experiments. Anyway, that's when the experiments began. So before, <laughs> so before we jump in, everyone, uh, we are live. So if you're checking this out, like uh, Ahmed, Ahmed just wrote FPM represent. Ahmed, welcome. If anyone has any questions for Jay live, we do these episodes live so you can ask real time questions. So you want to ask about Pure Torque, being a business owner, being an educator, being a father. Uh, he was talking about wearing some crazy hat just a moment ago. I don't know what that was about. If you have any questions about anything whatsoever, I type it below and I'll ask Jay right away. Um, but Jay, man, you are a, a man of many talents and many jugglings, pure torque, gym owner. Uh, I mean, honestly, if you don't mind me asking, how, first and foremost, how do you divide your time? Yeah, I mean, I think I think one, I, I think as they go, sort of one just rolls into the other. And and I, I remember being at, a, at, at an RTS class, it must have been like 15 years ago, and and one of the one of the other class participants was from China, and and his big thing, uh, his big thing was he said, you know, you want to make sure that you have, you you get paid to do something you love, to do, uh, and then you have a second source of income, and then you have a hobby that can also, you can also make money off of. And he's like, if you do that, if you diversify your streams that way, you'll always be successful. And I was like, oh, it's really interesting, you know, and then just in, in going through the education process and and as we're kind of learning about training and about how people's bodies work and how we can manipulate resistances and how we can play with stuff. It's like, oh, this might be a cool idea. Let's see what this looks like and let's start cobbling stuff together. And then it just happened to be uh, something we cobbled together in uh, in a in a body part, I guess, or an exercise world of the core which just tends to be a, a something you can you can make a profitable business off of 
And so I don't know which one is doing, I, I think so far training is the thing I love. And then, and then education is kind of the hobby because I mean, teaching, t- teaching classes is just, it's, 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 I, I, I laugh because I call my wife every, every time I go out to a class and it'll be like the morning and I'll be like, oh, I really don't, oh, this is, I mean, this is just all day. I'm inside. I just don't want to. And the second you get in there and you get in front of your, the students or the other trainers who are really your peers and, and you just start and you start talking exercise and stuff. And every time, uh, every time we're going through a body part or every time we're going through a class, will something will come up that'll just generate this new idea for these other things you can do. It's like, oh, this is really cool. Now we can also do this and we can. Do and so it just makes training so much better. And so it's just and, and you know, just you come out just energized and recharged and ready to go. And then so that, so then that then that would lead the pure torque to being sort of that the the second second stream of uh, of income that's that's a completely different mindset of challenge, and so and so it it, it, it comes out very well rounded. You should try it. The pure torque <laughs> or trying all the things. No, you should try you should try different things. Yeah. Oh, got, dude. Well, I, look, you got you have podcasting training, business owner, podcaster. Should let's in, let's flip it around. Let me interview you next hour. I'll interview you. I'll tell you what, you can interview me anytime, man. But I, I mean, that fellow that you're talking about, I mean, that's what I really love. I mean, honestly, training, I got the same thing, same as you. I absolutely love it. I still do it full time. And if I were financially free tomorrow, I would still do it because there's people I just, I love seeing. Uh, we've got the educational marketing stuff in the podcast kind of together. And that is a business as well. And it's a lot of fun, uh, but it keeps me going. And then my hobby is all the drum stuff. And, yeah. uh, and there's money to be made there. I just, I literally have a book to be published that is going to come out, da, 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 but it, you know, kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're always there. They're always, you have, but yours are so young right now. Yeah, but are, they're right. So they're they're can, like mobile potatoes. Like they're fast in like small spaces, but you still got to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have, you're, you're locked in for the next, I don't know. You're not locked in for the next 10 years. And then like mine right now are 13 and 10 and I'm, I'm almost a nuisance. Like <laughs> I'm a pitching machine. I'm a pitching machine for my son. Uh, and then I'm a, I'm an Uber driver, Uber eats driver for my, for my daughter. So, so that's, so, I mean, it's re- you, you'll get some free time. It just takes a little bit. Awesome. Well, J- Jill Hurst stump. I hope I said that right. She says, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jill. So listen, man, I mean, I'm yeah, sure you've Katie's got a lot. nearby, I hope. What's that? I hope Katie's nearby. Business partner. Jill, Jill participating. Yes. Got it. Hey, man, so Pure Torque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about this before. We actually did a part one. So anyone who's listening to this, please, you can go back. We talked about a little bit of the origin because I remember you talked about that you were working on dealing with some cool core ball exercises and then it just seemed like there was a better way to do it. Um, what yeah. is new? 2022. What's new and exciting with Pure Torque? What are you excited about with this crazy device coming up this year? Yeah, so so that our two big our, our two big things that we're going to be that we're really focusing on this year. Uh, uh, secondarily, because it's a quick one, it's just is the rehab version of it uh, that we're excited about. Uh, just something that's going to be a little more a uh, little more accessible for uh, multiple populations that can't get to that have gripping issues, have shoulder issues, have, uh, really any kind of, any kind of upper extremity limitation where holding a five pound device with resistance and trying to manipulate it. And it's, it's too much. 
And so this is going to be, it's, it's almost, a, it's, it's going to be a very cool semi wearable, uh, nothing you would take to a bar or restaurant, but it will be somewhat wearable, which is nice. So that's, so that's the second thing. The first one is we're looking at, at, uh, starting the a continue education course for an introduction to this, uh, to this device and, and all of what you can do. Cause as we started looking at it, I, I invented it as a training device as something for my clients specifically to, and to, for other people to be able to, to get that sensation of actually what it feels like when you're creating trunk rotation and then be able to, to expand on that. And then as I'm using it and, and, giving presentations for uh, golf coaches or uh, hitting coaches um, or people in different industries where it comes to uh, more tactile education, it's, it's become this really cool teaching tool. And, and this whole, you know, what I took for granted as far as, you know, look, you can just hand this to people, give them a light cue on their hips and off they go where it's like, Oh, you know, this, this association or this top half moving on lower half, that's something my, my, my golfers can't do. That's something my tennis people aren't accessing. And so all of a sudden it became this, this, all right, so there's a teaching component to this where we can actually use this as a teaching tool. And then this whole idea of, of prepping and getting ready for, for workout and getting ready for explosive movement and getting your body ready to, to generate the most amount of force possible and, and maybe manipulating some, some of this, you know, post-activation potentiation and maybe manipulating some of these environments where you can, you know, really, really, really up, up the motor unit recruitment. And, and then, you know, let's really wind this thing up and, and put the toy on the floor and watch it go and see what happens. And yeah. so, and so we decided we're like, we're looking at it. It's like, so we've got a, we've got a, and it was just a simple conversation with a, an Instagram influencer guy. Uh, and he's like, he's like, look, I've, I've learned less from courses, uh, that I've paid for just in what we've had here. You can build this and make it an easy course and put it online. And so I think it would be extremely valuable because it's, it's moving just beyond what you can get from watching a 30 second video. And it's giving you, it's giving you the ability to, to take some knowledge and then go, okay, in what angles and what, in what parameters, how can I, how can I manipulate this even more? How can I play even further? I mean, so. you said a bunch of things there that we got to talk about, because that's all sick stuff. But I mean, I, and I think I said this before really quickly, your, uh, uh, Jill here, she did say she's trying to get, uh, Katie on here now. So uh, good call <laughs> there. But I mean, and I said this before, but anyone who hasn't heard me say it, I mean, I, I was, when I saw you release Pure Torque, I'm like, oh, that's a really neat idea. When I got my hands on one and actually tried it, uh, the experience tactilely and what I could do with it and what my clients could do with very little education and the doors that it opened, it was really game changing, really game changing. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you're doing the ball version, you do have this weird, you have your, your anyone's not familiar, you got a ball and you got a cable in your one side hand or however you've attached it. There's an awkwardness of dealing with this moving thing. Then you do it with your hands and how much torque there is at the shoulder. That's a whole other beast. But when you've got a device that's closer to you and you can use different parts of your body to have the most surface area to control it, I mean, it's great. I got people who yeah. are have like poor body control across the board, however you want to, like poor kinesthesia to the max, and they can do yeah. great things with it to hip rotation focus, to pelvis motion, to trying to focus on thoracic, to shoulder motion on ribs. It's... uh. 
it's incredible. I mean, you've got a great idea. I mean, yeah. I, I wish I invented it because I feel like there's so many cool ideas with marketing and advertising where you could just blow this thing up, dude. It's a great idea and a niche market because core is a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's really, I mean, and you can do this. I mean, it's not like, trust me, it was, it's, it's, it's a long road and there are steps, but I, it's, it's, and it's funny because like answering and tr trying to respectfully answer Instagram and Facebook comments on our advertising and stuff like that. And it really like it really depends on the time of day uh, which that ad comes in or which the comment comes into what my response is. But trying to be as respectful and as as progressive as possible with it, um, uh, you can they're arguing with me and, and I'm trying to explain to them that, that I, I, I'm not creating this argument. I'm introducing this scenario of being proximally restrained and distally loaded. And, and once we introduce that thing, I, there's not much you can tell me that is going to disagree with physics and, and, or, or that I'm going to listen to, I guess should say, I should say. And so once I, it's, I, I keep trying to explain, look, you're not arguing with me. I know you think this is the same as throwing a medicine ball against the wall. I, I've tried to point to you the ways in which it's not. I know you think it's the same as doing a payoff press. I'm trying to point out the ways which it's not. But you're you're not we're not we're we're traveling to down two separate roads. And, and it's one of the reasons why we want to direct towards this education course where it's like we want something to be. Look, you don't need to own this device to 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 spend 40 or $50 on an education course and, and, and get the lowdown of what's working with trunk mechanics, how you're loading this stuff properly, what's going on internally, as far as we can tell with, with a healthy spine and with muscle attachments and with force angles and stuff, and then make your own decisions from there and then see, and then, yeah, create your own, create your own equipment and, and, and see what you can do and, and oh, take this knowledge to other joints. Yeah. I was going to say, honestly, dude, when you're talking about this course, I think that's a great idea. And we can talk about this later if you want. I think you should do it and give it away for free on YouTube. Like, I think you should make it like a free, don't make it a money-making venture and teach people, here's how you get an absolutely sick core development and like get shredded people using your sick stuff or a version of it at least and give it away for hour-long yeah. things. Like, this is, and then you'll, people are going to buy it like crazy, man, because once people like see it in action and experience it, I mean, and I want to come back yeah. to the, like, it's the same as the other stuff conversation because that's important, but yeah. I can't see how people won't buy it. But yeah, it's the experience thing. It really is. And I've tried to, and I've tried to get as many people as, as, as of in our cohort that, that I can, when they're trying this for the first time with a client, please have your cat, have a camera out and not while you're training. Cause I'm not, a, I don't proponent. I'm not a proponent of that. Not while you're training them, but have your camera out on their face and, and watch their first rep with the pure torque and, and everyone to a person, their face lights up because it's a sensation they haven't experienced before. Okay. Well, and, I'm going to ask everyone, everyone yeah. who's listening to this now or in the future, if you own a pure torque, do me and us a solid favor. I want you do what Jay said, but I want you to take your phone in porch, like high mode. Let's go. What do you want to use? Tell you what, film a video. It's always, always. Yeah. Go Always wide landscape. angle, Always record landscape. a quick 30 second clip telling Jay why the pure torque is awesome and send it to him. Cause I think you need more people advocating for this thing. I mean, I think you got such a great thing. Let's get more people talking about it. Um, cool. so, Hey, listen, let's do this. You can, I'm going to make the camera solo for a second for anyone who is listening. Oh 
or watching. Don't worry, you're good. Tell me about <laughs> no. Can you show me? Can you explain the pure tour? You got one beside you. Can you show everybody what it is yeah, yeah. and talk about it a hair for a second? Yeah. So anyone who's listening, go to the video, Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group, or on YouTube and check out Jay's Pure Torque. Yeah. So so the Pure Torque, it's a a cable or elastic attached really body cam. It's this device that you're you're engaging to your trunk in any position which it might feel comfortable. And I'm gonna stand up here and see if I can keep myself on frame. Any position where it might feel comfortable and it's a trunk rotation aid. And if you're familiar with, with our mechanics terms, we're literally just creating a cam out of your body. So we're augmenting and manipulating the resistance profile of any kind of resistance that would pull you in this plane in rotation. Or if you're turning it around in extension, if you have the resistance pulling up from beneath you, or if you have the resistance pulling from above you and behind into flexion. And so it's a tool that, that just helps augment how resistance is coming into your trunk and it directs it directly to your core muscles because everything is loaded through this chest plate and then goes out to this end plate. And we got about 21 inches of distance from chest to end, which is about the length of somebody's arm if it's slightly bent, something like that. And so we're able to recreate the traditional trunk rotation exercise, except we're able to eliminate all your scapular and shoulder involvement by compressing it into your chest, sternum, or abdomen, whichever feels most comfortable. So my question now, because I absolutely love it. I mean, again, anyone who's listening to this and if you are interested in getting better core training for your clients, you want to try some new stuff. And we're going to talk about sports performance in a second here. Really excited about it. Definitely give it a shot. Buy one of these things. I think they're sick. Uh, you talked about a medical version. And I'm just super interested if you could offer any like tidbits of little, because I'm excited about that. I know I was going to get another yeah. one, but now I might actually hold off. You know, I don't know. I want to I want to hear what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lighter uh, and and a different restraining system that makes it more accessible to people, even if you're partially limbed. Um, and, and especially cause, cause the way, you know, in looking at this, um, looking at the limitations that people have, I, you know, as you, as you go through, if I step back, sort of like, as you go through creating a device like this, what starts to happen is the entirety of the second sort of part of my educational or professional life becomes looking into trunk exercise and looking into core exercises and what are they and, and how does this, how does all this stuff work? What's it supposed to do? What's it not supposed to do? All that, all that business. And at the same time, it's like looking at, well, when people get broken down, when they get jacked up, when they go, when they go to physical therapist's office, when they get, when people have herniated discs, when people have, have, you know, is, is, is it 80% of the people on the planet at this point are getting herniated discs? when people are getting laminectomies, when people are getting spondylolisthesis, like all of these spinal cord injuries that they're going through some sort of rehab for, whether they need it or not, it's a completely different, different topic, but they're going through some sort of physical therapy for this, for this ailment. What are their opportunities? 
what what can this person do? So you have somebody with a weak core, and they have a poor trunk, hip, and and when we're saying when when we're I'm using the word trunk a lot. When when we're when I say core, I don't mean just your abs, I, and I don't mean just your abs and back. Your hips are included. Your scapular muscles are included. Everything that is going to stabilize the muscles connected to your spine and then everything that's going to be stabilized to allow them to produce force. So, I mean, we, we have a really global definition of the word core, and that's another thing sort of that, that we'll go into in the course. But when you have these people that have some sort of compromised ailment are not in good condition, um, and then their, their rehab exercise is this completely, for us, distally loaded or this completely removed thing where they're getting a little bit of resistance and they're doing this and it's like, way to go, Frank, you're doing awesome. And it's like, well, no, Frank, you're not doing anything, but it's not your fault. It's, it's that there's no, there's nothing out there for them to use. You, you can't have these people really excurt into spinal extension or flexion too far safely. So what are their safe options? What do they have that can create contractions around their spine to help stabilize it actively? And so that's, that's kind of, that's what we're creating the device for. So it's not going to be nearly as robust. Um, it's not going to be nearly as heavy. And it's going to be something that can be stabilized uh, without without any kind of external uh, implements. So we'll, 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 that's as far as I can go right now. Should I wait so, before I get another one, Jay? Yeah, yeah, we can talk off air. <laughs> okay, sick. Cool. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. I mean, that's the nice thing about product development. I mean, whatever it's a service or an actual product is you create something and then you discover the problems and you go, okay, well, this is great here, but here's where we can make a change. So that's absolutely great. And by the way, yeah. uh, I'm going to hold him accountable publicly. Gary Augustine Warren, badass name, is going to do a video for you. And he said, will do. So if he nice. doesn't, everyone in the world in this fitness pro mentor community, yeah. let's call out Gary. Thank you, Gary. Everyone yeah. else, please send Jay a video. And, and what, what, you know, it, it, it's interesting because like the finding out the problem thing and in the development of this whole deal was the whole thing that I, I sort of, um, I never, I never respected the fact that not only do we have to solve the problem, we have to introduce to the public that there is a problem. And so with the way this is getting delivered, with the way core exercise is packaged with, with all of that stuff. And so it's like, so now not only do you have to solve a problem, you have to let people know that there actually is a problem. And then not only here's your problem, but here's the device that can help you with that problem. And so, so that was, that was a, a step that I didn't, I didn't fully respect when entering this endeavor. Like yeah. I, like, I don't, I don't know why, but I just, it didn't even register that, that there would be such a gap in, in just knowledge of actually, well, no, 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 this is totally different. Here's why. And then not only is that, is that why it's like, we're talking about a really limitation and effectiveness yeah. um, with what you're doing right now. You know, there's in our little mentorship, we talk about, I mean, everyone talks about features and benefits of products or a service, right? The features is what something has. The benefits is what yeah. something does. And when we advertise anything, most people talk about the features and then the benefits, right? The features of this car is it's got leather seats and the benefits are really comfortable ride. That's great. Uh, and right. most people aren't saying like, you know, luxurious cars, they say Jaguar. And then most of the time when they do that, they, they talk about the experience. Features and benefits yeah. are fine, but from all of our, at least from the service perspective, and I believe it, ladder, it lines up with the products, it comes down to not the features and the benefits, but it comes down to what it means to the individual. 
and the dream yeah. outcome slash the pains that it solves. And so if you've discovered, I mean, in my pro opinion, you got a lot of pains that you're solving with this thing. And I don't mean like physical pains, but sometimes so. Sure. And if you can smash that and show everyone, hey, here is, I understand your problem. This is the thing that's going to give you the dream outcome. Uh, I mean, I think that, I think it's sick. I think you got something really, really cool there. I'm glad you came, like you came nice. to that, you figured that stuff out because that stuff's going to be game changing for you. Yeah, let's, well, you know, let's hope so. Let's hope it's game changing for other people. I don't it's game changing for me and my clients right now, right? And now, no such thing as hope, man. That's, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> You're making it happen. You're going to make it rain. Okay. <laughs> so sports specific training. We were chatting before yeah. this. You said you got some cool stuff on the go with some performance stuff, and I'd love to hear what you're doing. Yeah, so so our friend Jacques um, over at Exercise Design Lab uh, and I have been going. We've been going back and forth um, on this education course, and and so we, we we're looking at you know we're looking at at this at this model at this core model, and sort of this is kind of like one of our education toys. There's zero percent chance of me getting this angled properly to where I can make it happen. But we're looking at just, if we're just looking at sort of the foundational components of, of the anterior side of, of your core musculature, the stuff that really has a huge moment to rotation and, and how, when, when I'm coming, this is, and I don't know what it looks like for the kids at home, but I'm coming into left rotation. And as I come into left rotation, you can kind of see that left external oblique in pink getting really tight and then not only getting really tight it's getting a steeper angle and you can see that dark red rectus which is getting a really steep angle to pull me out of that rotation and so all of a sudden we have this thing where if i'm going into left rotation and i have this oh uh, let me see yeah this this internal oblique over here and this external oblique right here pulling me into that rotation right and it's getting shorter and it's it's falling out of alignment with creating more rotation so, wow. Okay. So now all of a sudden I have all of these muscles that are getting, and you can see that purple right underneath that purple internal oblique really sort of get, get tight and get angled and get long. And so then the further over I twist and I let that go, the more bounce I get, the more spring I get. If I just give a little, if I just give a little turn, it's a little, it's a little bounce, but if I really crank it, I get a ton of bounce. So we started looking at that and I started watching, I started watching on Twitter. Um, there's this guy and he's not a sponsor, I don't think, but Rob Friedman, the pitching ninja. So I started watching, I started watching just hitting videos and just these. And, and what's great now is you can just segment down just a pitch and a throw. And, and I'm watching these guys, and I grew up a baseball player. I know in Canada it's just hockey, but it works with hockey too. Um, I started watching these guys, and there are guys who are pitching from the set, and that's basically where there's no – like the wind-up is you take a big step back, you rock back, you throw your shoulder, you launch your whole, you launch your whole body, and you do all this crazy stuff, and the ball comes out of your hands at 98 miles an hour. And so that was, that was 80s and 90s pitching. And now it's just a litany of guys who are just standing there calmly at the, at the belt uh, on the mound. And they just pick their leg up in a nice, easy stride. And then they snap. And then all of a sudden, this ball's coming out of their hands at 100 miles an hour. And it's, it's, and I'm, I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, God, that is, 
that's that's without any leg drive. And so then I just start picturing everybody with no arms and legs and and the hitting motion from the trunk and the the pitching motion from the trunk. It's the same. It's top half and lower half. It's the same deal. And then I start thinking, well, yeah. And and if it's soccer, it's just an inverted plane. So so we're we're going back and forth with with what you know it's like okay well if somebody comes into you all right so brandon someone comes into you again canada hockey player they want to increase their slap shot what exercises are you offering them what what's the what stuff what are you thinking of how deep like, do you want what, to go like what stuff are you doing huh how how deep do you want me to go i don't know, just just like what do you, what are the what what are just some fun exercises you do for creating for creating power and rotation so one of my favorite things I love to do is trying to figure like figure out the full range that they're going to be doing if they're standing from like a shortened yeah. like when they're hitting this when they're hitting the puck to mid range to shorten right. setting up a dynamometer to figure out from right to left if there's differences and then if I see a difference doing some eccentric like maximal voluntary eccentric contractions provided it's okay into that position with the cable where I'm kind of adjusting it so nerdy stuff sure. using the pure using a pure yeah. torque to be honest. Of course, using the pure torque. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's obvious. A pure idea. <laughs> One of the things, and so I'm just, and so, and so now, now I go on to my, onto my YouTube deep dive and Instagram deep dive where all information is disseminated right now. And I start going through power exercises for exit velocity, power exercises for driving distance, swing speed, all, all of these, all of these trigger terms that, you know, increase your bat speed by a million miles an hour, like all of these pie in the sky, amazing things. And all of them, 100% of them, I, okay, let's go 90% of them. 10% are about deadlifts and explosive hip, hip extension and stuff, which I totally get and is awesome. And ground forces are super important. But when you're looking at swings, it's all about sequencing. And so, and so what we did is we went back to this model, right? We went back to this model and it's like, okay, so we have this whole thing of priming aside where when I'm going into my backswing, I'm priming that. And then every single one, uh, pitcher, batter, soccer player, golfer, every single person, the first thing to happen, right? The first thing to happen as this comes back is you hit this area of this, this prime part where this lower half punches forward. It's a quick snap forward. And that snap forward increases, right? All of the tension on all these fibers that are already getting a ton of tension and already getting into alignment to help more rotation. That little punch forward, it, it's microseconds, but that punch forward is, is followed by the rest of it going. And so your priming mechanics are so much more important than your driving mechanics when it comes to creating power. And 90% of the exercises out there and 90% of the talk when it comes to how do I increase exit velocity, bat speed, club head speed, slap shot power, uh, kicking power, all that, it's all about drive side mechanics and drive side exercises. None of it is about loading that, pr priming those tissues and then getting that little hip snap to sequence, and that's and we call that rotational prime, because that's the spot. Once those hips go, think about how much force all of those priming muscles need to create in order to stay here 
at end range when your lower half punches over. And so it was like, holy cow, that it's all of this power game. And I used to use, I used to, in class, I would always use the pinball machine analogy, except anyone under 45 has never, doesn't even know what a pinball machine is. Like they, they, their dad used to talk about them or I saw it at a junkyard once. And so, so I, now I just think of those, like the, I, I think of those chuckets, you know, those things that everybody has for their dogs where you can just snap it forward. It's basically just a catapult. Yep. And so if you were to hold one of those chuckets like this and pull the head back and let it rip, the further you pull that head back, the further that ball's going to launch. If you do a little bit of pullback, it's not going to go very far. It's a similar thing going on with your trunk. And all of these exercises to generate force and end load clubs and do all of this stuff throwing and all this stuff driving without really initiating that that priming sequence where you're driving that shoulder back, you're really contracting, really getting everything short because everything you're getting short going one way, the other stuff, the, you know, our, our, our core, our spine is designed to as efficiently as possible counter rotate, right? It's the, it's probably the most efficient muscular structure in the human body because it's once, because everything, as you're moving out, out from mid range, everything that's moving out wants to pull you back in and vice versa. So the, the more intention I can put into priming that side, the shorter I can get those priming muscles, the more loaded I can get into my backswing or onto my prime side, the more power I'll be able to generate coming out of it. Okay, so I got and a question so, about that. Yeah. Sorry, if you don't mind. Sure. No, very no, quickly, totally. Ask away. Very quickly, uh, your uh, Katie Davis is here now. She said, I'm here now. Okay. So, Katie Davis, right. I'm here now. Thank you so much. Uh, so, okay, so, so some interesting things there. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me that if you go all the way, I mean, I think you use prime rotation, but you prime it, you go all the way back to that fully active prime. contractile right. position. You're completely at a lengthened right. end, but actively. And I'm, I, my words, I would say, is that you're using your pelvis and you're kind of leading with the pelvis and you are at the plastic yeah. end of trunk rotation and you're yeah. using that energy to help you come all the way through. Is that fair before I ask my question? Yeah, 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 possibly. Okay. And, and, and again, and what's really fascinating is you're getting to that active end. So that, that active end of rotation for whatever, for whatever it is for you, for whatever it is at that time, but wherever your body can take you into. And then the first thing that has to happen is your pelvis has to, has to snap in order for that sequence to follow. Right. Which so is then, really cool. Yeah. Go ahead. So this is, so I would say that I have, I am not a sports guy. Like I played hockey. Yeah. I'm a fast runner. I did my own personal, my own self training. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey Canada. Hey, uh, but I didn't like, I, I've, I worked with hockey athletes, but it was on a different end when I was doing that stuff. So I'm thinking like, if mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the things you're talking about and we're trying to get someone to go from that 95 to hundred miles an hour or whatever it is, mm -hmm. a lot of the things I've thought about, and I think other people have too, is that if you're using something like a pure torque to work on trunk rotation, the idea of staying in a controlled contractile, like a controlled end range of motion. So we're not fully, fully sure. stretched and working on, in an isolated segment, working on generating power through that range, like working on generating force just through the trunk rotator yeah. or just through the pelvis or through the hips. And I'm thinking of it very like locally concentrically force production to try and get through yeah. this. So you can make that impact. Do you yeah. think that that is 
inefficient. And if someone were working on that top end performance, that working on this prime sequencing of like getting all the way to that end range and leading with the hips and working on that force production, like I know it's not super salad, like it's not as simple as this or that, but do you think yeah. doing what the initial concentric generating in the local area is declination, there's a declination in performance rather than working on what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, I think I think when we're talking about again specifically, and and it's one again, it's one of the cool things with the pure torque is I, we're not talking about strength training here. We're talking about well, I'm talking specifically about increasing this person's ability to output. And when you when you then take that next step out and you say, okay, um, this person is going to do this highly highly um what's the word for it um uh it's uh, you know it's it's completely engrammed engrammed into their brain how to do this swing that's this thing is patterned as patterned as can be from a wrist hand elbow shoulder and foot compare you know that whole deal it's everything they have that they've been doing forever um they're going to go about doing that uh with their bat or with their club or with their stick or whatever they're using, um, no matter what we do now, I would, I would posit that they would get more benefit from spending more time training the priming side of that motion than they would from with load training the drive side, because the drive side is an explosive reflexive contraction. That's going to happen anyway. That's going to happen the best it can happen. Now, what we can do, I think, as trainers is we can engage more of that. Let's bring more guys to the table. Let's try to bring as many fibers as we can to the table. Let's let's get as much force production as we can into what would be unfortunately called counter rotation for swing. But why we call it priming. And it's one of the reasons I love the word priming, because the whole idea is you're making it ready. You know, you're priming something. When you prime a pump, you're getting that pump ready to go. And you're doing the same thing. You're priming this side. You're priming all the tissue that's going to then that that's pulling you back to then allow you to snap out of it and and perform your event or perform your swing. And and it, it's only coming. It, it, it only it, we only were going back and forth about it so much because it's something that's that's just not it's not discussed at all. It's it's all about drive side mechanics. It's all about explosive motion onto your drive side. It's all about going in one direction. And, and I got to tell you, it's, it's the other direction that's so much more important because that's, what's going to put all of those drive side muscles into, into play. You know, it's so funny. I've spent I me mean, again, hockey. I spent a few hours of time in the Dallas stars training room, which is super cool. I've never mm -hmm. seen any of them really, even though a lot of what they do is a lot of transverse plane force production stuff. I've really never seen any of them do anything like this. Like you're talking about, there is like a very linear way to athletic performance. And when you're working on any sort of spine core midsection force output thing, they don't even think of it as such. They really are like limited to the Pavlov press and throwing balls and, yeah. you know, front to back deadlift squat style stuff. Yeah. And, and the other thing that's really fascinating when we're looking at sort of hip mechanics and stuff, it's, it's when you see a balanced swing or when you see these, these guys who are able to generate 100-mile-an-hour fastballs without really ever stepping with just creating a motion, all of, that, all of that explosive motion that's coming from that backside hip 
it, there's a counterforce coming from your, your front side adductors, internal rotators to create that snap. Because if that's not there, then all that explosive hip extension, all those, all the, the deadlift squat, all those explosive jumps you've been doing, all that's going to do is just push you off the screen. And, and that's not the goal when you're talking about a rotational athlete. The whole thing is you want to create as much force in rotation so that hip's got to come so that you're balanced. And so that when you're done with your swing, whether it be, you know, how many, you don't really see many golfers do their long drive and then fall over four steps and walk off because they're so out of balance, except if they mess their drive up. But it's, it's finished. It's a the solid pose. It's, you know, whatever they want to do, they can drop the, drop the clubs, put their hands up, you know, however they want to celebrate, they can celebrate. But, and we can work, we work on the celebration. That's a completely different session. The celebration sessions. Um, a pure celebration? Yeah, it's, Pure celebration, sure, but it's all <laughs> about getting those hips to go, and then having that upper half follow. Right. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I mean, it sounds like there's yeah. an absolute uh, opportunity to influence the athletic performance world because I mean, it does sound like a gigantic problem. I mean, they're not doing. I don't know about skill side of it. I don't know anything about that, but I would say like from the training, exactly. for exercise side of it, they're not doing any of this either. Right. Yeah. And and. You could be this. I'm not saying throw out drive side mechanics and drive side training, but if that's all you're doing, you're miss you're missing the boat. You're missing a huge part of the boat because you're not working. And and those are two different things. And so like when we train, like if we have a baseball player and if we have a golfer in, and and they have they have some kind of event coming up or they have some kind of game coming up, um, they're the two trunk, the two rotational. It's not, it's not all right. Twist to the right 10 to 12 times. Now twist to the left 10 to 12 times. It's we're going to, we're going to go onto your prime side and we're going to do slow isometric contractions. And you're going to, you're going to hold that position and we're going to lock that position and we're going to fatigue it. And then you're going to come out a little bit and then you're going to get back in there. And then we're going to work on, on getting that stuff as, as challenged and as much output as we can and then when you're doing the other side, we're going to lighten the load up and we're going to work with quick, explosive snap through because in, for their event or for their sport, that's how their body is going to be used. And so let's get stuff ready that way. So could you expand on how, like, what kind of exercises would help that you would choose for these kind of options? I mean, obviously you're talking about some specific body parts leading, but I mean, as far as exercise selection yeah. goes. Yeah, exercise. It's, it's so exercise selection where we traditionally start. We'll traditionally start uh, with an isometric, and we'll variable. We'll use some variable resistance with the isometric, either by pulling uh, on the cable or band, uh, and just and just locking down and holding the position, and then we'll integrate lower half motion into upper half, uh, into upper half uh, rigidity. And again, just to pull this thing out, just because it's easy, it's right here. Uh, most exercises are upper half motion, lower half stable. There's a whole world of upper half stable, lower half challenge. That's super vital when it comes to, to a teaching trunk rotation and teaching that separation, but also getting someone's body ready for motion, ready for resistance, because you want to create a scenario where you have you have this this rigidity up top and then you can just sort of shimmy those hips and just get those hips moving and then as they get warmed up and get prepped we'll start expanding range and then start bringing lower body mechanics into it letting your knee dip in as you rotate 
getting your heel up and becoming more of a full body motion. And so we'll go with that first. Uh, then if we want to do any kind of uh, another really cool way you can do some variable resistance uh, with the pure torque isometrics is either by marching forward and marching back with the anchor to the side of you. And as you start stepping forward and that anchor falls behind you, that resistance is going to start dropping off. And then as you start walking back, it starts picking up again. And it's a really cool way to get some small shifty feet down low while you're keeping your hips still and your trunk still just marching forward and back. And then from there, with the anchor point slightly in front of you, we'll do some prime side, five, six second isometric contractions, slow controlled motion coming out of it slow, uh, just real mindful, real internal focus, and then spin around and with the anchor slightly behind you, just doing some, some quick explosive snap motions for your drive side. And that would be how, and you can prep. And and one of the cool things is you can prep for your event in 15 minutes, less 10 minutes. You know, it's, it's such an easy way to just anchor it to something rigid, the back of your car, the, uh, a fence and just go through these, these simple mechanics and, uh, and it's everything, everything from your, from your knees, you know, to your ears is going to be ready to go. I love it, man. Really quickly, uh, I know the answer to this question, yeah. but Gary Augustine Warren said, is that trunk model available for purchase anywhere? Uh, no, it is not. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's a whole other, you could, pure rotation models right there. There's a whole other business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's, yeah. So I want to ask ahead. you, uh, like, maybe one last kind of, like, performancey question, and I think that might be, like, a good place where we can slowly start wrapping up this thing, because I guess that you gave yeah. us some beauty gems. This is, and let me know where you want to take this. You know what's funny is, and when you're talking about like trunk rotation performance, that Pavlov yeah. press I see everywhere, and yeah. I think it is mostly hot garbage. I think there's, a, I think there's yeah. an application for it, and I understand what Stuart McGill and a few of these guys are doing from spinal stability, spinal health. I think there's some interesting things you can do with segmental control with it, but when it comes to like aggregate rate of force development, force development performance for any sort of transverse plane athlete, yeah. I just I think it's a waste of time. I think it's a waste. It's a mostly it's, a waste. There's a better uses of your time. Yeah. Well, what's also fascinating is, <laughs> and we talk about class a lot is it's always done in neutral. Yeah. Why right. can't you, why can't you put yourself into rotation and do it? If 100%. you, if you have to do this exercise, yeah. I mean, I, I get enough pec work. I, I mean, I have chest days Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. So I get enough pec work. I don't need, I don't need an <laughs> abdominal pec exercise. I don't know why. But I, but if I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't get why, because, because it, it comes from this world of training and this, this is a huge one that, that I've just started hearing about. Brandon, did you know that the best way to train rotation is with anti-rotation? I have heard that. I think it's really cool. Anti-rotation sounds pretty cool. That's it's like anti-matter. It's like anti-matter, anti-rotation. It's like, Ooh, sexy. I, I don't, I don't, if look, uh, my, uh, your, our spines are meant are meant to be bent, to twist, to torque, to wrap around. If they weren't, they would look like our femurs. If this thing wasn't supposed to move, it, it should be it should be shaped like my femur. Like why is it not? It's it just makes absolute no sense. So if you're starting from that, if you're starting from that mindset where this is not supposed to move, then uh, then there, we can't we can't really have discussions. Because it's it's just 
it's just patently false. And so how are you supposed to have a discussion that's with someone that's just it's pat their belief system is just patently false. And unfortunately, right, it's a belief system. It's not it's not an education base. It's a it's a dogma. And so that's where you get the payoff press and the plank. Did somebody plank for 25 minutes the other day? I have so much, I have so many better things to do with my life than plank. Do you know any other, you know, any different challenging exercises you can come up with than in for tw- in 25 minutes? Oh my God. Like who, who's, I, I guess if you have the time and, and the, and you're reading something, maybe it's better than just sitting on your couch and reading, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do the payoff press. I don't know, man. It's just it, like you said, it's a yeah. belief now and it's ingrained in the squat culture and the spinal rehab culture. And there's just no way around it. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have a better a better tool for spinal rehab. Not that not that they're going to use it because it would require some spinal motion. But we, we have hopefully some something coming on the way um, with some spinal rehab action. Dude, Jay, I got to say, this was a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun talking about this stuff with you. There's stuff I didn't even ask you that I wanted to ask, but this was just a blast talking about crappy trunk rotation exercises. <laughs> well, I'll yeah. tell you what, we're gonna ha- I'd like to have you back on. I mean, you actually, a lot of people were here checking this out. You got a lot of engagement. People were excited for Mr. Braun, so I love it. Cool. I'm excited for myself. So do you- <laughs> <laughs> And I, heard, I love that you're training chest three days a week, man. I think that it's super cool and, and uh, bodybuilding. Is and- that... That's a, I mean, other people don't do that. No, that's like normal. Monday's the throwaway day. That's not I mean, weird. You have to do. I mean, no, that's yeah, normal. Yeah. Chest, chest every day, chest every day. Legs Where am I supposed boring. to fit my legs in? I mean, that's the thing that's, that's lacked the most. I mean, leg day with kids. Nah, it just doesn't happen. Dude, I do leg day every day. I clean up the toys. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. That's agility work. Agility work. <laughs> So, so listen, dude, this pure torque thing. I mean, it's incredible. We've got one. I gotta be honest. I was going to bring it up last time I interviewed you. I brought it up and I showed it off and I didn't bring it back down right away. And my guys were pissed. They're like, where's the pure torque? Did you take it away? I'm like, okay, no, no, no. So I left it down there because people are using it right now. Uh, it's incredible. I mean, Jay, like just as a closing piece, I mean, who would you say the pure torques for? Everybody, (laughs) every only, only if you're interested, only if you're interested in strengthening your core muscles, which again, you know, earlobes to knees, uh, and then below the knees. And then if you're interested in that, then, then the pure torque is for you. Love it. And and you have to be interested in effective workouts too. If if you're, if you, if you're pro wasting time, you want to do planks and you want to, and, and, and you don't want efficiency in your workout, then this isn't the right device. You heard Jay. He said, if you're interested in effective workouts and not sucking, you got to buy the pure torque. Hey, Jill says, thanks, Jay. Always keeping it real. We sure love our pure torque at fit one. Honestly, the thing is, it's really nice. nice. Like when I, when I did your post today, I mean this week to announce this podcast, a ton of people were really excited to have you on, man. Everyone loves the device you've created. You've really created a game changing tool. And so thank you for all your hard work. Cause I mean the investment, the time, the money, the energy, all of it, it's a ton to do something like this. So thank you for doing this. It's helping all of us. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's, it's something we love doing, man. It's it's a blast. So everyone, if you're, all day. if you're listening, go buy a pure torque right now and it will bring you pure joy and then you can pure celebrate once all your athletes are getting pure wins. Thank you so much. Boom. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. <laughs> Thanks.